Nashville, Virginia. And we are a member congregation of the Wesleyan Covenant Association. And uh, you can learn more about us by visiting our website, which is missioncharlottesville.org. Come this afternoon, I want to share with you a message that I think is very timely. And this message is entitled, Our God Reigns. And the scripture for this comes from the book of Revelation, chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. And uh, I am reading from the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible. So here we go. After this, I heard what seemed to be the loud voice of a great multitude in heaven saying, Hallelujah. Salvation and glory and power to our God, for his judgments are true and just. He has judged the great whore who corrupted the earth with her fornication, and he has avenged on her the blood of his servants. Once more, they said, Hallelujah. The smoke goes up from her forever and ever. And the 24 elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshiped God, who is seated on the throne, saying, Amen, Hallelujah. And from the throne came a voice saying, Praise our God, all you his servants, and all who fear him, small and great. Then I heard what seemed to be the voice of a great multitude, like the sound of many waters, and like the sound of mighty thunder peals crying out, Hallelujah. For the Lord, our God, the Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and exult and give him the glory. For the marriage supper of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. To her it has been granted to be clothed with fine linen, bright and pure. For the fine linen is the righteous deeds of the saints. And the angel said to me, Write this, blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, these are true words of God. Then I fell down at his feet to worship him. But he said to me, you must not do that. I am a fellow servant with you and your comrades who hold the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Now, that's the word of God for the people of God today. Thanks be to God. That scripture comes from Revelation 19, 1 through 6. Now, would you please pray for me and I'll pray for all of us as we come to this message from God's word. So let's pray, shall we? Lord, we thank you for this day. And we pray right now, Holy Spirit, come. I pray fresh anointing upon all who hear this message and upon this preacher. Lord, that together we would hear you speaking to us in the deep places of our lives. Spirit unto spirit, deep unto deep. We pray, Holy Spirit, you give us ears to hear. Hearts and minds that are open. Teachable spirits and wills quick to obey your word. For we dedicate this preaching in the name of Jesus, the strong Son of God. Amen. Amen. Well, I am uh, want to say to you in start that on the first Sunday of January of 2020, in a message entitled Always Faithful, 
I made the following statement, and I quote, Here we stand just over the threshold of the new year of 2020. 2020 could hold some tumultuous events on several fronts. There may be things that unfold this year that might cause us to want to push the fast forward button on 2020. But I would remind us all early on this year, our God is always faithful. And his faithfulness is never dictated by human circumstances. Now, little did I know when I said those things how prophetic they would be. That tumultuous events lay just ahead. But these things that started unfolding in our society and around the world in 2020, they will continue to play out in 2021. There is no fast forward button to push and our God is always faithful and his faithfulness is never dictated by human circumstances. And so here we are just over the threshold of the, of the year 2021. And what I want to say is this <laughs> in 2021. It could hold some tumultuous events on several fronts. There may be things that unfold this year that might cause us to want to hit the fast forward button on 2021. But as I've already said, there is no fast forward button. And so let us keep in mind that come what may this year, our God reigns and his reign is never dictated by human circumstances. Amen? Now, did you know that the word reign, that's R-E-I-G-N, appears in the book of Revelation more times than any other book of the New Testament? The word reign in the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible in the book of Revelation, the word reign appears, here it comes, wait for it, seven times. Does that surprise you? It doesn't make the number seven in the book of Revelation is symbolic of perfection or completion. Now, the reign of God is complete and perfect in heaven. But it is not complete and far from perfect on earth. But one day it will be. The word reign appears more times in the book of Revelation than in all the other books of the New Testament combined. The book of Revelation affirms that it affirms the reign of God from beginning to end. And that was exactly what the original readers and hearers of the revelation needed to be reminded of. And so do we. 21st century Christians have some things in common with those original first century Christians who lived in ancient Asia Minor. We as they are countercultural. We are being ostracized to the margins of society, particularly in Western civilization. And we are feeling a growing cultural resistance 
for us being disciples of Jesus Christ, whose first allegiance is to the reign or the kingdom of God in Christ. The book of Revelation is as relevant today as it was 2,000 years ago. The book of Revelation, it is the clearest example of what is known as apocalyptic literature in the New Testament. Generally speaking, apocalyptic literature in the ancient world was written to believers to give a word of hope who were being persecuted for the faith or who were about to be persecuted for the faith. And so when it comes to the book of Revelation, it contains a series of prophetic visions communicated through the genre of apocalyptic literature. Now, one consistent message to disciples of Jesus Christ throughout the Revelation was and is be faithful to our God and Savior, even in the face of persecution. And our faithfulness will be rewarded in the everlasting age when the reign of God in Christ is fully realized. And so let us keep this in mind as disciples of Jesus Christ, that any suffering for the sake of Jesus now is temporary, but his kingdom marked by righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit is forever. And so that brings me to this teaching point. In 2021, take comfort and hope in the overarching message of our God and Savior, which is the reign or the kingdom of God. Revelation 19.6 declares, Hallelujah, for the Lord our God, the Almighty, reigns. Now, the terms reign and kingdom, as in the reign or the kingdom of God, are synonymous terms in English, and they are interchangeable. And as this message unfolds, I will use them interchangeably. Now, we should not be surprised by the prevalence of the theme of the reign of God in Revelation. For the risen and ascended Lord was speaking in it and through it even now, and he inspired the writing of it. There is no question that the heart of the message and ministry of Jesus was the reign or the kingdom of God, as evidenced in the four Gospels. Jesus spoke about it over and over again. He taught, he preached, he prophesied about, and he demonstrated the reign or the kingdom of God. It was because of this that John Wesley once wrote, and I quote, Consider the nature of true religion, termed by our Lord the kingdom of God. And in another place, Wesley went so far as to say that the proper name of our religion is the kingdom of God. Now, Jesus came to reestablish the reign or the kingdom of God in and among humanity. The reign of God has never wavered in heaven. 
The life, death, and resurrection of Jesus inaugurated the reign of God uh, on the earth. And at the return of Jesus will consummate the reign of God upon the earth. Now, make no mistake. Despite appearances around us, our God reigns. And the reign of God is as certain as the first and second comings of Jesus. A professor of mine at Asbury Theological Seminary, his name is Dr. Michael Frost, he wrote the following quote in his book entitled, The Road to Missional. And here's what the man wrote, and I quote, God reigns even if not one soul on the face of the earth acknowledges it. His reign is full and complete, an eternal and non-negotiable reality, not enlarged or diminished by the number of people who believe it and yield to it. And I say, Amen, Dr. Frost. And at the same time, please hear me. The heart of God revealed in and through King Jesus wants every human being to be in his reign and his reign to be in every human being. Now, the only way, and I mean the only way, into God's everlasting reign or kingdom is to be born anew by the Spirit of God through faith in the Son of God. Now, not everyone's experience of new birth into the kingdom happens the same way. Dr. M.T. Wright, he wrote the following, and I quote, What happens when you wake up in the morning? For some people, waking up is a rude and shocking experience. Off goes the alarm, and they jump in fright dragged out of a deep sleep to face the cold, cruel light of day. For others, it's a quiet, slow process. They can be half asleep and half awake, not even sure which is which, until gradually, eventually, without shock or resentment, they are happy to know that another day has begun. Most of us know something of both and a lot in between. Waking up offers one of the most basic pictures of what can happen when God takes a hand in someone's life. When God takes a hand in your life and my life through King Jesus, it is to bring us into the reign of God. And so, remember this. In 2021, remember, our God reigns. When circumstances suggest otherwise. For the people who originally read and heard the book of Revelation, they could have been tempted by their circumstances to doubt that God reigns. Now, chapter 19 of Revelation that I read from a little while ago, it erupts with praise at the reign of God because in chapter 18, the judgment of God was declared upon the source of persecution against them. And that source of persecution was referred to with this dubious title, the great whore. Uh, that was a compliment, by the way. <laughs> and, uh, and so in the historical, uh, 
context of the first century, in Revelation 18, the great whore was the Roman government, headquartered in Rome and personified in the emperor. Now, what were some of the characteristics of the Roman government uh, that that brought about it being labeled uh, by our God and Savior as the great whore? Well, the following things. That government exalted itself above God. Roman government was rife with idolatry, immorality, and injustice. It was the center of world trade at that time. Many profited from business with Rome, which served to strengthen the evil of that empire. The Roman government persecuted Christians for almost three centuries as an illegal religion, and they practiced slavery. Now, let me ask you, can you think of any governments in the 21st century that uh, perpetuate the same dynamics as that of the ancient Roman government, therefore vying for the title of great whore in our day? Can you think of any? I can. And what I say now in no way justifies mistreatment of the citizens that are in bondage to the government of its nation. The communist government of China should be considered a leading candidate for the title of great whore in our day. At the same time, it must be said that a nation's government can start off being God-fearing and just and start down a slippery slope and end up competing for that same graphic title. If we think for one moment that America and its government couldn't go down that slippery slope and end up in competition uh, with China for that graphic title, we'd better think again. Christianity was an illegal religion in the Roman Empire and was persecuted through imprisonment, torture, and martyrdom. To those ancient Christian circumstances made it clear that the Roman Empire was under the reign of the devil, not under the reign of God. And yet, the Church of Jesus Christ outlasted the Roman Empire. It is still upon the earth, and it is growing like never before in certain parts of the world. And the Roman Empire is no more. And I say to any modern government that embodies uh, the characteristics of the great whore, your days are numbered too. Because the kingdoms of this world are going to become the kingdom of our God and his Christ. Now, like those Christians in ancient Asia Minor, We cannot allow the circumstances we are passing through to cause us to lose sight of the unshakable kingdom that we are in when everything around us is shaking. We are living through historic times. The coronavirus is still with us. Yes, there are those who are truly in a danger zone where this virus is concerned. 
They should protect themselves and they should be protected. And at the same time, let me say loud and clear, the overwhelming majority of people who get it will recover from it. It is not the end of the world. And our nation also is experienced the shaking of having just gone through a highly contested election that has raised many questions about its integrity in the minds of many people. And it has strained our republic to a breaking point. And if these things were not enough, consider that there are now billionaire globalists related to the World Economic Forum and political leaders and leaders of large corporations and uh, NGOs that are calling for what is known as the Great Reset. Is, is, is that term new to you? Well, I encourage you to listen up. I'm about to share with you a quote by Dr. Craig Paul Roberts. Dr. Roberts is an economist. He is an author. He, he has a, a, God has blessed him with a brilliant intellect. He used to be the assistant secretary of the treasury of the United States of America during the Reagan administration. He knows the reality of living on the inside of the beltway of Washington DC. He knows how that beast operates and he knows the ways of the governments of this world, uh, probably far better than you or me. Listen to what he wrote about the Great Reset, and I quote, this is an article entitled, From Freedom to Tyranny, the World Economic Forum's Great Reset. Here we go. Not one area of life will be left untouched by the World Economic Forum's Great Reset Plan, which aims to end human autonomy and place all aspects of life under, under central control. Digital technology and artificial intelligence will be used to take control over money, energy, the production of artificial and GMO food, health care, real estate, policing, and how people interact with one another. This is not a conspiracy theory. It is a plan developed by the elite organization, the World Economic Forum, and set out in the World Economic Forum's Great Reset Initiative. It is not a reset. It is a revolution that rearranges society from above. COVID is the initial excuse or cover for the revolution from above. But the aims of the revolution are independent of any virus and have been years in planning, end quote. Now, this is no joke. And it is part of the plan that America and every other nation on this earth come under the Great Reset. I want to say loud and clear in the face of those proposing this Great Reset. I echo what the 16th century Scottish Reformed theologian John Knox said 
And I quote, resistance to tyranny is obedience to God. Amen. What America and the world needs is not a great reset. We need a great awakening rooted in the good news of the reign of God in Christ. Because of a great awakening rooted in that gospel, the, the, the people of this nation and other nations will only need limited government and, and, and that government governs best that governs least. Because those people who are renewed by the gospel of God in Christ, they can govern themselves, guided by the great commandment of Christ, which is to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And that brings me to say, as Revelation 19.6 says, Hallelujah, for the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns. Here's my last point. In 2021, let us be about enlarging the population of the kingdom of God by the making of new disciples of King Jesus. Toward the end of our scripture for today, in Revelation 19, John, the author of Revelation, recorded this angelic conversation. And I quote Revelation 19.9. And the angel said to me, write this. Blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, these are true words of God. Amen. Those are words straight from the from the throne of our God and Savior. And they are still the word of God. And they are as true today as they were 2,000 years ago. The marriage supper of the Lamb is a metaphor for when the redeemed of the ages are united in person forever with our God and Savior in the kingdom of God on the new earth. All human beings are invited, but only those who accept the invitation to be born anew by the Spirit of God through faith in the Son of God will inhabit His everlasting kingdom upon the new earth where we will eat and drink together in celebration of our God and Savior. The great missionary, Methodist missionary, Dr. E. Stanley Jones, in his classic book entitled The Unshakable Kingdom, and the unchanging person. He described the reign of God or the kingdom of God that we have entered into through the new birth like this. He said the kingdom of God is God's total order expressed as realm and reign in the individual and in society and which is to replace the present unworkable world order with God's order in the individual and in society. And while the nature of the kingdom is social, the entrance into it is by a personal new birth now. The character of that kingdom is seen in the character of Jesus. The kingdom is Christ-likeness universalized. And while it comes on earth in the time process, it is eternal 
And it is the same rule which is in heaven. And because it is Christ-likeness, this makes it heaven, there and here. And while it is a total order demanding total obedience, it brings total freedom. Amen. So let me ask today. There may be somebody uh, listening to this message now or hears it later. And have let me ask you, have you been born anew by the Spirit of God through faith in the Son of God into the reality of the reign of God? The kingdom of God or the reign of God is characterized by righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And that's only found in relationship with God through faith in Jesus Christ. When one is in Christ and one, then one is in the kingdom. And when one is not in Christ, they are outside of the kingdom. But please hear me. By a sincere prayer of faith and repentance, you can receive Christ and the kingdom And Christ and his kingdom will receive you by a sincere prayer of faith and repentance. If I'm describing you, then I invite you, more importantly, God through me is inviting you into the reign of God, the kingdom of God. He will say yes to you. So if you would like to receive him in the kingdom today, I invite you to pray this prayer after me. And I encourage you to pray it out loud. It will help you to remember and mark this day. On Wednesday, February the 17th, you received King Jesus and his kingdom. Pray after me, would you please? Lord Jesus Christ, I am sorry for the things I have done wrong in life. Please forgive me. I'm sorry for the things I have done wrong. I thank you that you died on the cross for me so I could be forgiven and set free. I thank you that you offer me forgiveness, the gift of your Holy Spirit, and abundant life in your kingdom. I now, by faith, receive that gift. Please come into my life by your Holy Spirit to be with me now and forever in the reign of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. I want to close by saying this. If there's anybody today uh, that heard this message and uh, made a first-time decision for Jesus Christ, I encourage you, I ask you, please don't keep that to yourself. Would you please uh, contact uh, the ministry, uh, Rick Bonfim Ministry? You can do that by email. Uh, 
you could call into their office. Contact somebody at Rick Bonfim Ministry to counsel with you after your decision, and they will share with you next steps in Christian discipleship. And so uh, I want to close by saying thanks for listening today. God bless you now and forever. Amen. To every generation, He gives the joy of His salvation. Oh, God's mercy.